You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 38. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars, Music Therapists Talk Motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for music therapists and anyone else balancing a passion-fueled career with being a mom. This podcast is sponsored by Music Teachers Helper, the best way to manage your private music lesson studio and or music therapy practice. I've used Music Teachers Helper every single day since 2011, and it is one of the best tools I have to keep my private practice running smoothly. Music Teachers Helper is online scheduling and billing software, which you can access from your computer, laptop, tablet, and smartphone, and saves you hours every month, enables you to generate reports for taxes, and ensures you never lose track of a payment. Once you add a student, which is super easy, you can choose to automatically send students custom invoices that can be paid by credit card if you make that an option. Automatically email lesson and session reminders, late payment notifications, notes, and so much more. So many amazing features, I can't even list them all here. Every user also receives a free, easy-to-build website template to help market your studio or private practice. Ditch the costly web designer or programmers and have complete control over your website content. With dozens of professional templates available, you'll be sure to find one that best expresses your style. Whether you have 5 or 50 students, Music Teachers Helper works with studios and practices of all sizes. They offer a 30-day no-risk trial where you can test it out to discover how much time you'll be saving. If you use the link in the show notes or go to www.musicteachershelper.com slash podcast, you'll save 20% off your first month if you choose to sign up after the trial. In this episode, I'm chatting with Ashley Lundquist. Ashley owns a small business named Healing Melodies Music Therapy in which she works part-time as a private music therapist. She also works with the Wounded Warrior Project, providing support for those with traumatic brain injuries. Ashley is currently on maternity leave and had her son a little over three weeks ago as of this recording. She lives in Rosenberg, Texas, and is married to her husband of almost five years. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Good. I'm excited too. And I think you are the newest mom of all 36 guests that I've interviewed, 37 guests that I've interviewed so far. So I think this will be a fun conversation and I'm really excited to hear um, what you have to say. So Let's go ahead and start with you giving us some background. So tell us how you came to be a music therapist. Sure. Um, So whenever I was younger, I actually had never heard of music therapy before. Um, But I went to the nursing home a lot with my sister, and we would just kind of volunteer. Um, We were both musical, so she'd play her guitar, and I would uh, sing some backup while she sang. Um, And then I started taking guitar and I started doing it myself also. So whenever I went into the nursing home, I just saw how much they loved it when we came and how they really appreciated the music. 
So that's kind of what um, really made me interested in helping people in combination with music. So whenever I found out about music therapy, um, it, I thought it was perfect because it's a combination of the two things. So I, I love people and I love music, so I was like, this is the perfect thing for me to do. Whenever I was in high school, um, I did a lot of uh, choir competitions. I was in all-state choir, um, and I received a uh, scholarship. And the scholarship was actually um, for music education. So I was going to be a music teacher at first. But before I was even a music teacher, I was thinking, I don't know if this is really what I want to do. Because um, music therapy was at the back of my mind. But I had gotten the scholarship, and my mom was a single mom at the time. So the scholarship was going to be really very helpful. Um, but what ended up happening was my mom was like, I know that your heart is not with music teaching. I know how much you love music therapy. So I think that you should just go ahead and go for it. And so I had to forfeit the scholarship since it was just for a music ed major. And I ended up going to Sam Houston State University in Texas. That's where I live. And um, it ended up turning out just fine because the other scholarships that I got ended up covering above and beyond what I had received um, for the, the other scholarships. So it turned out really good. Um, and then after I graduated from Sam Houston, I interned with Melissa Shupak, who was nearby. Um, I actually got married in college, so I needed to be close. So I, I drove about 30 minutes to my internship every day, and um, it was an agency she worked with and lots of different facilities, so it was a really good experience. Um, and then I, I graduated in 2011 and have been a music therapist for uh, almost three years. That's great. And how wonderful that your mom was so supportive of your decision to forfeit that scholarship and yes. pursue music therapy. And really, that just goes to show that it was meant to be, considering that you ended up getting scholarships to cover your studies. Mm -hmm. That's that's mm -hmm. just kind of one of those fate things, I feel like. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that you got married while you were in college. How did your career evolve from the time that you finished your internship? So after internship, um, I had secured a contract before I graduated um, with an agency that was out of Houston. Uh, actually, they serve a lot of Texas. And so... It was the same agency that my internship supervisor was contracted with. So after I graduated, I um, went into the agency, went all around Houston. I was driving everywhere. <laughs> it was a lot because um, some of the clients were 45 minutes to an hour apart and I had several a day. So that was definitely tough at first. And then um, after my husband graduated, because we're, we're actually six months apart, so I was about a year ahead of him in graduating. After he graduated, um, we both moved uh, closer to the south part of Houston. And after that, I was able to really cut down my drive time and have uh, less time in between each client, which helped so much because I was starting to get burnt out already, and it was my first year of work. So um, cutting down the drive time was a, a very big help. 
Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Mm-hmm. So while you were doing this work, did the thought of starting a family cross your mind or did you feel like that was a ways away? I felt like it was a ways away. Um, my husband and I were 21 when we got married. So um, we waited about, I guess it was exactly four years until we felt ready. We just kind of wanted to get settled, um, get our jobs in place. And um, we ended up buying a house about a year and a few months ago. And I think it was after that that we felt like, well, we feel like we're more ready. Like we have a a house to have our child grow up in. We have our our job secure. So um, that's really what made us decide that we were ready was just being more stable, I guess, is what I would say. And describe what your work looked like at that point that you felt like you were really stable and ready to start a family. So at that time, um, that would have been last year, I lost my voice at the beginning of last year. So um, I had to take off work for several months. Um, It was actually after I received a um, vocal injections and instead of making it better, it made it much worse. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so scary. That was very scary. It was it was tough, um, but my voice was gradually coming back very very slowly. I was in speech therapy for for about eight months, um, but it, it came back quickly. I mean slowly, sorry. And um, after my voice started coming back more and more, I I did more part time work. Um, because I didn't want to jump in too fast. I think that might have been what kind of caused some of the vocal issues. I was overdoing it. I had too many clients and and wasn't maybe necessarily using the appropriate techniques with my voice, just singing all day and and not even warming up in the morning, which is, that's a definite no-no. But um, after it started coming back, I just, I went part-time and then I got pregnant, and so I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to stay part-time. <laughs> so I'm pregnant, I might as well, because um, it just it, it worked out that way. I was like, I can just kind of relax and, and go through work as the pregnancy goes on. So, um, but, but at that time, I was working with a lot of private clients through the agency. Um, and then I worked with, and I still work with, a wounded warrior. And that was, that's been a really neat experience as well, um, a client with traumatic brain injury. So that was something very different and unique I got to do. How did you get involved with, with that program? That was really interesting. Um, so I have my two websites. One is MT Equals Love, um, which is my blog. And then my other one is HealingMelodiesMT.com. And that's the one that is uh, for my private practice. And so... Honestly, haven't really um, updated it in a while, so I was surprised that somebody found it. So they found my website randomly, I guess through Google or uh, maybe it was the CBMT site, and they contacted me out of the blue saying that they had a wounded warrior they needed covered, um, but they were about an hour and a half from me, so I was like, oh, I don't know if I can drive this far. Um, it's a pretty long ways without any kind of uh, compensation for mileage and so they were like okay well let me know if you know of any other music therapists so about two months later they contacted me again 
And they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, I really wish I could help, but it's just um, too far of a distance. And in my schedule, it just would be really hard. But they ended up offering me um, some mileage and, and different things like that to, to make it where it would work out. And once I started going, I was so glad that I did it because it was such a different experience than what I was used to. And the family is just, the families of the Wounded Warrior Project, they're all very wonderful and sweet. And so um, it's just been a really, really neat experience. I'm so glad that they found me. It was another one of those fate things, I guess you would say. Right, so. yeah. How did you prepare to work with a wounded warrior having never done that kind of work before? Well, I went back to my um, NMT book from college and I, I looked through it and I brushed up on uh, TBI and all of the different things that I thought I would need and then um, looked at the techniques again because at the time I, I didn't have my um, NMT yet. So that was before I got it. And um, I I found out, of course, about the client and uh, what his limitations were and all of that sort of thing and, and just prepared some of the interventions that I thought I might use. And um, and then I went and found out that a lot of sing-alongs worked um, because choice making was definitely one of the goals because um, they're wheelchair bound. So um, we did a lot of sing-alongs with different genres and then a lot of fine motor work with castanets. Uh, we use a lot of rhythm sticks, working on wrist motions and tapping, paddle drums, just a lot of different things. So um, I got to do a lot of a lot of things I wasn't used to doing, but it was a, it was really fun because I enjoy new experiences and and different contracts. So it, it's been a really enjoyable experience. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, very cool. So what was it like working? I know you said that you stayed at your part-time hours during your pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you experience any challenges as you were practicing while pregnant? Yes. Um, and actually I heard this on another one of your podcasts about the guitar. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. Sure it's mentioned a lot. So the, the big guitar and as the belly grows, that gets challenging and then all the heavy instruments. So what I did was I ended up using a portable guitar and it's a, um, Martin backpacker. Oh, I've heard of those. Yeah, it's the one that's the, the really weird shape. People always ask, what is that? Right. Like, it's just a, a portable guitar. <laughs> so that was, that made it so easy. I didn't even have to worry about the guitar because it was so light. I think it's only probably six pounds. Um, and then I just cut down on my instruments. Like I might not have done um, as much variety as I had before just because I needed to take in a smaller bag into each house. So um, that's kind of how I adapted. But definitely the, the weight of the instruments was one of my challenges. <laughs> and then another thing was in my first slash second trimester, I was sick a lot. <laughs> so I had to kind of deal with that. But but luckily, it um, it worked out okay. <laughs> Did you end up having to cancel many sessions because you were sick? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, some days I just was not feeling good at all. And I would feel sick every single day, several times a day. 
So sometimes I was just like, you know, I just can't come today. And luckily my clients were very understanding. They were really nice about it because I was a little bit worried about that when I first got sick. I was like, oh no, they're going to think I'm going to miss all the time. And um, But they were very nice about it. And so was the agency. They were understanding as well. So luckily after the um, second part of my, the first part of my second trimester, I finally started to feel better again. So um, I got to do some makeups and uh, not have to worry about being so sick. But of course, by then it was the back pain and oh yeah, <laughs> right. So, All the fun yeah. of being huge and pregnant and yes. uncomfortable. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Um, sometimes when I would be on the floor with clients and I didn't have anything to lean against. Um, my upper back would just be in excruciating pain and I had to either request them to get in their wheelchair or I had to sit in a chair while they were on the ground. So that was um, that was definitely not the funnest part. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I can so relate to that. I remember my last few weeks of pregnancy and being down on the floor and I felt so lazy because I would I would sit up against the wall and just like have to put my legs straight out and cross them in front of me but yeah. there I, there was really no other way cuz you're right like my back would be aching so bad by the end of my sessions mhm not fun yes. <laughs> so as you were preparing to have your first child what what kind of things were you doing like personally and professionally to get ready for that and for that big life change? Um, well, obviously along the way, he was kind of getting music therapy also. <laughs> That's the cool thing about being a music therapist. Your baby's in your belly the whole time and they, they get to benefit from all of your singing. Yeah. Um, but what I was doing kind of at home, I was preparing the nursery. I'm a very organized person, so I was probably <laughs> working on that probably at the beginning, um, I was just doing things gradually. That was the, the way that I was able to um, have time for everything was I'd do a little bit here and there and um, work on his his baby book um, because I've definitely not had as much time after. So I would get home from work and I would um, add something to the baby book each time we'd have a new event like a baby shower. And um, that was really fun for me because I really like to do crafting so um, that was one of the, the things I enjoyed doing. Um, and then we would have our baby showers and then see what we still needed and, and go get the crib or, or whatever else we needed. Um, so the, the main thing that we did was, like I said, we did things gradually. We, we would get this here and this here and this here. Um, so it, it worked out good that way. Yeah, that's a really smart mm -hmm. way to do it. I think I did that with my first baby. I kind of gradually spaced everything out. Yeah. And then with the second, it was like, oh, I'm seven months pregnant. I should probably like do something oh for this baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you didn't know with your second one? Oh, no, I did. I just, oh, okay. <laughs> life, you know, gets crazy. Yeah. And you have, yeah. you have a toddler. And I, at the time, I was um, yeah. doing yeah. a lot of things with my business. And it was growing and changing. So... Mm -hmm. It just kind of got <laughs> delayed a little bit more than yeah. than I would have liked, but everything worked out in the end. We still yeah. don't have any pictures up on the wall in my daughter's room, but yeah, they'll they'll get there eventually. They say with your second kid, it's or with your first one, 
um, if you drop the pacifier, you're like, oh, let me sanitize this. <laughs> and then with the second one, they say, oh, they're eating dirt. Oh, well. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, I found that to be very true. All of those second yeah. child cliches, like, I feel like that's my life at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. How old is your, your My daughter? daughter is, she just turned four months. So oh, my goodness. I know, and it's just gone so fast, and mm-hmm. I can't believe it. I've find time for everything. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's just mm-hmm. crazy, but it's been fun and wonderful and crazy and great, so. Yes, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. how, how far into your pregnancy did you end up working? I ended up working pretty much the whole time. Um, I took off a week before his due date just because by then I was huge and I was uncomfortable and and I was like, you know, I don't know exactly when he'll be here since he's my first. I didn't know how my body would be if I, I would be late, early. I didn't want to be going into labor at a client's house. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to wait until like the weekend before I was due. But once I got there, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, and take off now. <laughs> Good call. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah. So did you end up having a little bit of downtime before he was born? I did. I ended up having that whole week that I had taken off, and that was really nice because I got a lot of last-minute things finished that I wouldn't have even thought about. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to sterilize these bottles. I need to get more burp cloths. I need to do this and this. So that was the perfect time to um, get everything I could prepared. So um, I ended up having him... One day before my due date, um, I was induced the day before because the hospital that I had him at was so booked and overscheduled that if I hadn't induced the day before, um, it would have been until like a month later. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and just get induced. And and it worked out great. I had a a very smooth labor and delivery. And um, so I was glad that we ended up doing it that day. That's great. That's so mm-hmm. nice. And as of this recording, your son is only three or four weeks old? Yeah, he's about three and a half weeks old. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. So this is like yes. fresh and brand new. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. So you and all that. <laughs> right, yeah. And you're obviously on maternity leave right now. So yes. tell us how you've been spending this time. So... Um, It's funny, the first few days, because my husband is off too, so um, we've been learning all this together. Um, The first few days, we basically would sit in the recliner, have on peaceful music on the TV, and then turn the nature sounds on his mamaru and be holding him. And when he cried, we'd do whatever he needed, and then we'd go back to the chair. So probably the first few days, we barely ate. We barely did anything for ourselves because we had this new little child we were completely responsible for. So um, the first week was kind of like that, where we were just paranoid about every little sound he made. And then the first couple nights, I don't think I slept at all. Um, But then after the first week, we started getting more into a routine and... um, We learned more of his cues and and this and that. And so by then we were ready to start taking maybe little outings just to go to the grocery store real quick or maybe take a walk in the neighborhood. Um, And then by this past week, we've probably been um, going somewhere every single day just because it's that's kind of like um, 
a relief to get out of the house. Yes. <laughs> fever for sure. So, um, so yeah, now we're more used to, to his schedule, which it's still not quite a schedule yet, <laughs> but he's sleeping a little bit more at night now. So that's, that's great. Enough. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny because my, when Mia was born, she, her first night home from the hospital, she slept all night. And, oh, and of course I like woke up in a sheer panic because mm -mm. she was still sleeping and <laughs> I did not have that experience with my son who didn't oh, sleep yeah. for a year. And so she was this amazing sleeper for like two or three months and oh. Now she's four months and she's hitting that four month growth spurt where she's waking oh, up like twice yeah. a night. And <laughs> so of course, you know, I, I'm full time back to work now and things are just crazy. And now is when I'm getting the least sleep, but oh my goodness, it's all yes. good. It's all good. You never know what, what babies and children will. Oh no, you, you just don't know. <laughs> and things just when you get used to having things one way, then it changes and you have to readjust but that's that is life as a parent I've come to find out over the last two years yeah, yeah yeah and actually being a music therapist kind of prepared me a little bit for that because we're all about adapting and and having to do things in the moment and maybe change this here or there if it's not working with the client so absolutely babies actually yes there are so yeah. many parallels between parenting and music therapy isn't that funny mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So when do you plan to return to work? I um, ended up taking, whenever I go back, it'll be about three and a half months. Oh, nice. Yes. So I, I knew I would want quite a bit of time since he was my first. And, and um, with my contracts, they were totally fine with that. And my private clients as well, because I have a few on my own, um, they were all very supportive of it, and they're like, yeah, we'll just, we'll wait on you, and um, of course, I have substitutes right now, too, so, so they're still being covered for music therapy, but um, I, I don't think that I will regret that. I think no, I'll not at all. <laughs> this amount of time, yes. <laughs> yeah, this time is so precious, and it goes by so fast that you'll never regret spending more time with your children, that's mm -hmm. for sure. It does go by. I can't believe he's already... Over three weeks old. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It just flies. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like once you go back to work that you'll have to make some adjustments either with your schedule or with your approach to being a working mom? Yes, definitely. Um, so I will um, – it kind of depends on things, actually. Um, I – I've applied to a couple of different places and then um, I will be going out and probably trying to secure maybe one more contract uh, more related to groups or adults. So whenever I go back to work, I'll keep a lot of my private clients, but then add on maybe one or two things. But I'm still going to be part time um, because of I don't really want to put him in daycare yet since he's, he'll still be so little. Right. And I have my mom. She's going to help a lot because she's retired, so she's going to watch him on the days that I work. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and then also every other week my husband's schedule shifts. So one week he might be working Monday and Tuesday. The next week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So whenever I go back, um, my husband will watch him a couple days 
while I'm working and then my mom will watch him the next week because his schedule kind of flip-flops. So that makes it really nice. Um, yeah. He's actually a nurse, so that's why his, his schedule does those things. Um, but that's another thing I'm really excited about. He'll be able to be really involved as well because of the way his schedule works. So Phoenix will get daddy time too. <laughs> that's great. And that will put your mind at ease too, going back to work. Cause that's, that's not easy. No matter what your childcare situation is to <laughs> leave your baby for the first time, but at least knowing that he's at home with a family member, that's, that's huge. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. great. Yeah. So do you, I know you haven't gone back to work and are practicing yet, but do you feel like you've kind of changed or evolved as to how, as to the kind of music therapist that you'll be? I definitely think so. Um, now that I'm a mom, that's obviously one of the biggest milestones in anybody's life. And I didn't know what it was like to be a mom before. Now I do. So I'm pretty sure that when I go back to work, um, I will even look at my clients differently and I will, I'll, I'll have more, um, empathy towards them and, um, I'll understand the moms themselves more, I think. So, um, I definitely think it will change the way that I, I work. I don't know exactly how since I haven't gone back yet, but, but I already know that I will probably be forever changed a little bit as a music therapist in a, a good way because I'm a mother now. So yeah, definitely. that's, that is so true. And I remember being just a few weeks out from having my son and talking to my friend, Michelle, who at that time was also a new mom. And mm-hmm. she said something to me. She said, I can't even sing to my baby without crying like at this point especially in the early days and I was like oh my gosh I thought I was just like this crazy hormonal person because I was the same way like I would just break down in tears every time I would sing to him have you had that experience too yes I know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) oh my gosh when I just sing little lullabies or just singing rubber ducky in the bathtub oh I know I know I mean Yeah, I've definitely, um, they say during pregnancy, a lot of women are more emotional that I really wasn't actually, it was after I had him that I got really emotional. Yeah. (laughs) So I'll see anything and it'll just make me want to cry. Oh my gosh. I'm, (laughs) I was the same way. Like I, I really wasn't that affected by pregnancy the first time around. I mean, I, I was able to keep a pretty even keel throughout And then, like, postpartum, whoa, it was just, like, I think all the hormones that didn't affect me during the pregnancy, like, flooded, (laughs) flooded me, and it was, yeah, hormone city. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely a learning, a time of learning and adjusting and kind of, like, figuring out who you are as a mom and Mm -hmm. as a just person in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There is one thing that I wanted to add, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Um, During my pregnancy, um, I went to the hospital and um, they started the induction process. And so I was getting my contractions. And before I had created kind of a an iPod playlist called and I named it labor. (laughs) 
And so um, when I first started getting the contractions, um, I had it playing on kind of just a relaxing vocal songs that I loved, some of my favorites. And um, that really helped to distract me a lot. It really did. So I really enjoyed that. And then once they started getting more intense, I switched it over to um, more instrumental music, uh, piano and guitar ballads. And again, that was helping me to focus on my breathing and uh, aside from the pain. And once it was getting to the delivery process, more of the staff were coming in, the nurses, the doctor was there pretty soon. Um, I had changed it to more of a Mozart uh, classical music channel on YouTube. I had just saved a video. And they had mentioned that they felt so relaxed and that they really enjoyed my delivery because of the music. They just, um, they felt like it changed their whole experience. And I remember seeing the nurse just kind of bouncing her head to the beat and just seeming so relaxed while I was pushing. Oh, wow. <laughs> was just I thought that was a really neat experience that is so cool that the music had such a calming effect not only on you but on the mm -hmm. hospital staff that's yeah, fascinating music therapy for myself right so that was it was a different side of things that I really got to enjoy and and benefit from definitely so right I, I love to hear about people that have used music during the labor labor and delivery process, um, especially considering that I did not with either mm -hmm. of my labor and deliveries. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not sure why. I, I know that the first time around, <laughs> I had kind of an unfortunate experience where my husband thought he was being helpful and turned on the radio. And <laughs> it was like... Oh, just the radio. <laughs> yeah, just the radio, like a random radio yeah. channel. And I was right <laughs> at the point where I was hitting transition. And that oh, is like the oh. worst time to... Yeah. <laughs> to have any distractions and um, I think the song that came on was like Party Rock by LMFAO and oh my goodness I bet you don't like that song. no I'm not a huge fan of that song right now um, or probably ever yeah <laughs> but um, so the second time I was like you know I just remember like how <laughs> off-putting that was so I'm just gonna leave mm -hmm. music out of the yes. delivery room but yeah. But I do love to hear that people use music in a really, really beneficial way. And in fact, I don't know if you listened to Kate Taylor's episode. She was way back, um, oh gosh, in one of my earlier podcast episodes. But she is a music therapist and doula. So she works um, with patients oh, during, yeah. during the birth process. And so she had a lot of fascinating insight on... That's so... Yeah. yeah. And so I want to go listen to that one for yeah sure. absolutely especially you know down the road if you plan to have more children and mm -hmm. want to use music again in in a yeah sometimes it's different for music therapists too um my friend who had her baby about i guess it's almost two years ago now she said that she actually did not want to have music on during the process that it like you said it was kind of distracting i mean um in a bad way yeah like she just did not want that going on in the background. So you never know, everybody is completely different. So. It is, and I think part of it for me too is that, you know, as music therapists especially, we have such a strong connection to music and we have such strong reactions to it. And I think that part of my, um, my hesitation to include music was that 
I was afraid of how I would react to to certain songs, like that I would have like some sort of emotional reaction that would take me away from the experience that I was in um, mm-hmm. at the moment. So I'm glad to hear that that wasn't the case for you, though. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right that everybody's different, and that you know, it's just one of those personal preference things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So I know you've only been in the game for three weeks now, and you probably have not had a lot of time to yourself, but <laughs> in the future, and as you do, you know, as you are able to take more time for yourself, what mm-hmm. are some some self-care practices that you enjoy? Um, I have gotten a little bit of time to myself, I would say, actually, since my husband has been at home with me. Um, what we've been doing is we kind of take turns taking naps. So that's been wonderful. (laughs) Like during the day, if it was kind of a rough night, um, one of us will wake up and take him downstairs and the other one will sleep in a little bit. Or, and then the, um, like say I went down with him early, my husband would watch him while I get to go take a nap upstairs. So that's one of the self care things that I've been able to do. Um, also, Um, Another thing that I just enjoy is just taking a bath, a bubble bath. (laughs) It sounds funny, but it's just so relaxing at the end of the day. So I haven't had a chance to do a whole lot of that, but I think that that's something I'll like in the future. Um, And then uh, one thing I've done since I have gotten the okay for my doctor, of course, is exercising. So um, when my husband's available... He'll watch him while I just go out in the garage and and lift weights, or um, we might take him for a stroller ride at night, Um, and then I might do my workout DVD, and it's just kind of relaxing. It's just the the me time that I might need during the day. So those are definitely some things that um, I go to for self-care, definitely. That's great, and I'm so glad to hear that you've been taking some time for yourself already, because... I know that's one struggle that new moms have is like mm-hmm. just being able to recognize that you do need some time to yourself and that it's not mm-hmm. just all baby all the time. So awesome yes. of your husband to, to step in and yes. let you have that time been, to yourself. I can, I can see why if it had just been me these three weeks, why it would definitely be hard to get much time at all for yourself anytime. Right. So, so he's been extremely helpful. That's great. So you are a brand new mom, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that you have lots of questions yourself as you navigate this path, but what advice would you give to fellow music therapists, especially those that are where you're at right now, brand new moms? Um, I would say not to worry too much about all the little things, <laughs> um, like... <clears throat> we're kind of in the process of uh, changing formulas and figuring out what hurts his tummy and, and spit up and that sort of stuff. But sometimes I just need to relax and just realize that's normal. That's, that's a normal baby thing. Um, and also, um, because I'm a music therapist, obviously I have experience with um, child development and, of course, using music in relation. So one of the, th- the fun things that I have been getting to do that I would recommend 
other moms to do as soon as they can is to play with their newborns. A lot of times I know uh, people might just want to just hold them all day and, and let them sleep in their arms and and when they're awake just kind of look at them and um, but I try to actually play with him. Like I'll get my little finger puppets, my scarves, my rhythm sticks just to softly tap to create some auditory, visual, and tactile stimulation. And um, I already do a little bit of tummy time, which I know not everybody likes to do that this early, but my doctor said it's totally fine. Um, so when I do tummy time, I'll do a lot of these um, different stimulating activities and I notice already a change every day like he's already holding his head up a lot longer than I would think a newborn would of course I I don't know a lot of other newborns obviously but um, I I'm already kind of using some of my music therapy techniques on my own child and I, I'm so glad that I'm a music therapist <laughs> because I have all these ideas and um, and they're actually working so it's been really fun to kind of navigate and try different things and, and have fun with them and actually play with them in those ways. Because I don't think they're ever too young to start uh, reading and, and singing, of course, and all of those activities. I think it's only beneficial and helpful. Yeah, those are great ideas yeah. and, and great pieces of advice. And I think it's so nice that we do have that that benefit of having all of those developmental like knowing all of those developmental milestones and the things mm -hmm. to look for and the ways to work on reaching those. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like one of those cool little built-in music therapy things. Yes. <laughs> nice. Well, Ashley, I so appreciate you taking this time. I know that you're probably a little sleep deprived and very busy <laughs> with a newborn, but um, it's been so much fun to hear your perspective as a super, super brand new mom. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Well, you're welcome. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to send Ashley a message, you can contact her via her website, mtequalslove.com. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Let me know. Get in touch and find the show notes for this episode at guitarsandgranolabars.com. And I would so appreciate if you would take just a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes so that it reaches even more listeners. I'll talk to you again next week.